I'm not alone. There are others who do have a story like mine. And if their story is not like mine, they also know grief and they also know loss. Greetings, welcome, hey And to my peeps, sac passe. I'm Herdeen Mercier, your grief crusader. And I wanna tell you your favorite grief advocator. I look forward to having this conversation with you all. If you are new to the Grief Crusaders community, welcome. I think we welcome you because, not just I think, we welcome you because I know that this is a sensitive subject. And for you to trust us enough to support you in this area, I'm always so, so honored. I want to tell you that I have a special guest for you today, but before we even get into that, I got to let you know, if you're not in the Grief Crusaders community, what are you waiting for? Join on Facebook where we will be there to support you, answer any questions. I do get a lot of questions in my DMs. I'm always available on Instagram where I really love to play, and so let us do that. If you need any support in the thinking of a consultation and you're like, you know what? I like this girl. She gets it. And I feel like she will provide that safe space for me without judgment. Go to my website, www.herdeenmercier.com, where you can sign up for a free consultation. I look forward to meeting you. Now let's get into today's episode. Now, I have to tell you, heaven sent. Before we even got into recording, I met someone that was like me as a child, attending a lot of funerals, and in this space work of helping individuals grieve. We have so much in common. I got chills and my eyes started to fill up with water. Like I met someone like me. She's a social worker. I myself started off as an educator in college and then decided to go into social work because I can help more people. I also started off in the teaching realm of elementary. After getting my degree, I also worked for child welfare. And so I think the only thing we have don't have in common, I don't have experience as a hospice medical social worker. But everything before then, It's kind of scary, but I know God sent her today and she is going to bring a word. And I want to say welcome to the Grief Mike, Shanika Calloway. Thank you so much for having me, Herdeen. I am so excited to be with you today. You are so welcome. And I said it in the intro, but it's our pre-interview. I knew why God sent you to my DMs. Wow. I mean, that's just amazing. It really is. Um, yes. You know, that we have and that we have more in common than what I knew we had in common. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so I am thinking how many other individuals are like us that we saw our calling in this thing, but didn't know a name for it because we didn't see anybody mm-hmm. in the grief space that look like us in particular, but as children, life brought its way where we found ourselves at funerals, right? Right. We found ourselves in this thing called death and agony 
And though our funeral experience are not the same, I still do believe the journey was there to teach us something. And before we even get into the journey of being there to teach us something, what I want to ask you is, what was your grief journey? So my mother passed away when I was eight years old. She had multiple sclerosis and she ended up passing away from aspiration pneumonia. Her multiple sclerosis declined her health to the point to where she was bedbound. She developed wounds. She um, had a whole healthcare team that was coming to take care of her in our home. And two months after her death, my maternal grandfather passed away from blood clots. And two years later, my father passed away from prostate cancer. And so each of those experiences was quite different. Um, With my mother, at least, we pretty much had a chance to say goodbye to her at the hospital. My grandfather, you know, was totally unexpected. His death was sudden. There was no goodbye. And interestingly, with my father, he passed away on hospice in a whole nother state. And I had no idea that he was even ill or that he was passing. So his, his death was also just, you know, sudden and, and sudden for me because I didn't know about it beforehand. Interestingly enough, you said what people don't really realize, that each death comes with its own situation of why you grieve, right? With your mom, you said, I was able to say goodbye. With your grandfather, you had this part where you didn't get the closure you would have desired. Mm -hmm. That sometimes happens in life. And then you have your dad in hospice and you didn't even know he was sick. So can you imagine all the different emotions that you experienced? But you had to experience, when you experience those emotions, They were really at a point where intellectually, developmentally, you were a child. Mm -hmm. That's right. Eight and ten. Yes. So how did you think processing those three deaths affect you as a child? So number one, I, I definitely feel that they helped me to be more compassionate, more empathetic towards others and their needs. Also for me, I was the youngest out of all my siblings. So I think it definitely makes you grow up faster. I feel like you become wiser because you deal with things that are beyond your years. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You said something. I have an empathy for others like there's no tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Because I am very aware because I was around death from a little child, that people do die and how I beat, that's what I tell myself, how I beat death is by allowing myself to be present Mm -hmm. in the moment with them and being very aware that this can be our last time together. Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah, I think it's real for me. And it reminds me of that scripture that says, death is the destiny of everyone, but the living shall take it to heart. And I believe that scripture to be true is because death teaches the living a lesson. Mm -hmm. That's right. And so 
what is the lesson you think now looking back? And I know it probably took years before you can put a name to it. What is the lesson you think it was here to teach you? Just those three. Well, for me, you know, I like to say that my life came has come full circle because what I saw as a child, I saw people, someone taking care of my, you know, my sick mother. And I like to say that my life became full circle because I ended up coming out and doing that same work only as a social worker, you know, when I worked in hospice. And so I think it's just important for people to be aware that how of how your life is shaped from grief and, you know, also the things that you are around, how those things affect you, you know, how they shape and mold you, as, as you said. So for me, I would say the power of connection. And the reason I say that is, is because with me being the youngest, I felt as if everyone, when my mother passed, everyone retreated to themselves. There was a lot of isolation. And there was also not a lot of discussion about how one is feeling, you know, how are you coping? You know what I mean? And also we never received any type of therapy as well. So I feel like just connecting with other people, knowing that you're not alone is has been the biggest lesson for me. Like having dealt with the things I've dealt with as an adult with grief, mm-hmm. I feel as if by me connecting with people who are going through those similar struggles has helped me to be stronger and also helped me on my journey. Mm. That makes any sense. Yeah, it does. It does. And I think what I, I'm gathering from you is you got the compassion, you have the empathy, and you're talking to my language about the third grief anchor. And that grief anchor is connection. Mm-hmm. And what I'm learning from your journey, just hearing you share your story, is that even though we are children, we still long connection. Correct. We still long a des- because oftentimes there is this mentality that children are seen and not heard, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. And so when they experience death at such a young age, the support is needed. You need to be connected Correct. to individuals that can support them, whether it's through drawing, therapy, but someone who can help them navigate their emotions. Exactly. And, and that's why I'm really happy that you know, a lot of cities and states are offering grieving centers for children. You know, we have several here um, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania for children who are grieving. And I mean, it's just, it's something that's needed. You know, I wish I was able to to have that, you know, as a child, but I'm glad to see, you know, that it's offered. And I've actually been a volunteer um, at one of our grief centers here as well. Amazing, amazing work that we do but amazing work that you do because you're really doing it from the lens of I've been there and I can help change this for the next generation. Nobody has to experience what I experienced with these bottled up emotions that I had nowhere to send them. I had nowhere to talk about. So if a parent is listening right now, right. Or a caregiver Mm -hmm. Or um, a godmother that, 
you know, they do have this goddaughter or godson that may have lost both their parents. What advice would you give them? I would say definitely try to connect them, you know, with a therapist, counselor, or some sort of grief center if there's one in their area. And then if not, I would say at least locate children's books on grief and loss, because if you can at least start the conversation, start the dialogue, and a lot of ways it's easy to do that with a book. You know what I mean? Uh, Because when children read, they're more, their guard is down. You know, they're more receptive, they're more open. And you can sneak that in there, you know, through, through the book and you can gauge how they're feeling. You know, I don't have children yet, but I just feel that those would be at least the starting points. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you said something with the reading. It also gives them a language. Yes, that's right. Because we are not often taught language behind grief. Imagine you as an adult did not know that you can grieve for your finances, you can grieve when you divorce, you can grieve when you're moving, you can grieve a pet loss, you can grieve really anytime your heart breaks. That's right, that's right. So you didn't know that. So imagine this baby who have no idea, they just really know they lost their mother. And I wanna say that I wanna go back and visit the connection anchor. And so what I want to ask you is, looking back to your childhood and throughout your life, who was that individual and what skills or trait did they have to really make them a safe space for you to go to? So for me, it was my aunt mom. Um, My mom's baby sister took us in. My mom made her promise that she would you know, once she passed, she would take care of me and my brother. We were the two youngest. I had two older sisters. Mm-hmm. One was in college and one was in high school. So for me, it was my aunt mom. You know, she and I had bonded before my mother passed away because she was pretty much my care. She was my caregiver. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I think it helped that my aunt mom was a CNA as well. So she had also cared for the sick and the elderly so she also had that compassion, that the ease. It was very easy for me to talk to her, to connect with her. And she took us to church, which was our, you know, cornerstone. I mean, without faith in God, I can assure you, we would have been extremely lost. So, yeah, that's what it was for me. Yeah, like she had you all anchor in your, in your faith. And that's, a, that's the fourth anchor that I talk about is learning to anchor in your faith and trust without reservation. Trust without reservation that I'm going to tap into my creator and so that he can guide and protect me along this journey that emotionally sometimes individuals have a hard time experiencing. I want to go back. You did not have the language when you were younger to process these deaths. At what point in your life, the very first anchor we talk about in the grief community is this anchor with the grief crusaders is truth. When did you finally come to a place where you had to look in the mirror and tell the truth about your grief journey? 
I would say it's it's hard to to recall, but I would say somewhere between maybe adolescence and college, because every year during school, you know, they would have you do projects for your mother. Well, in my case, I did not have my mother, you know, and so this is one thing that I, I want to make a point of this for your for your listeners. My teachers were very instrumental for me by teaching me to appreciate what I had left. So I would say, because I can remember in the fourth grade, I can remember saying, but I don't have a mom. How can I do this activity? My mom is gone. And they said, but you still have your aunt mom. And she is the one, you know what I mean? She is the Mm -hmm. one who has stepped in to be your mom now. And so they helped me to look at what I had versus the things that I had lost. And that was her dean, that was so powerful for me because it powerful for me, I'm sorry, because it was very strength based, which is what, you know, we as mm-hmm. social workers mm-hmm. really hone in on. And it was, it was, it guided me. It guided me from the darkness and look and it helped me to see, hey, I do still have someone caring for me. Mm-hmm. And you know, working in child welfare, especially. It could have been a different way. I could have been in the system, mm-hmm. but I had somebody to care for me mm-hmm. that took me in and treated me as their own child. Mm-hmm. And so I would say it's somewhere between adolescence and and college, because also in college, I had to write those same papers. Mm-hmm. You kind of had to tell your story, mm-hmm. you know. So it was definitely during that time that, that I, I had no choice but to be faced with my truth, mm-hmm. you know, growing up. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm thinking about it and I know where you are, um, your experience as far as work. And what I keep hearing is saying full circle grief, full circle grief. And for me, when did it become full circle for you? So for me, it became full circle when I started working in hospice and when I realized I'm doing what I saw as a child. I'm I'm out here helping people cope, helping patients and families cope with grief and loss. Like this is my, like you said, your ministry. Mm-hmm. I felt like at that time, that was my ministry. That was what I was supposed to be doing. And I had been trained by my life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it was just so purposeful. You know, and I can remember at first, you know, I didn't know how I was going to react around a deceased person, Mm -hmm. but I was comfortable because I had been around in my whole life. Mm -hmm. It was natural. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was when I started working in hospice. Yeah. What are the lessons that you have been able to extract from your hospice experience? about life and grief? I would say, you know, we all grieve, but everyone's journey is different. Everyone is unique and therefore everyone's journey is going to be different. You know, we can, we as social workers, especially in the helping profession, we can give tips, we can give guidance, we can give support, but the real work is on that individual. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's that's who we are. We're all individuals. We're all unique. And the thing of it is, too, is we can't make it do the work. You know, as helping professionals, 
we all have to do our own work. Mm-hmm. And it is work. It, it is, is work. work. <laughs> you know, this year, the theme is actively healing. And so no longer are we talking about it. We are going to do the things to actively heal in 2021. And so what are some recommendations to our listeners, to the Grief Crusader community that you would share are some positive, active healing tips that you can provide to them on this journey? So I would say number one is connection. Mm -hmm. There is no place for isolation when you're grieving. You have to connect. And if you can't connect with a friend or a family member, connect with a therapist, connect with a social worker, connect even with your minister, you know, connect with someone, number one. And then number two, I believe you have to educate yourself. You have to educate yourself on how to cope, how to get through, how to get through. So I've worked as a licensed therapist as well, mental health therapist. Mm -hmm. And the transformation that I've seen in, I had this one client who came to me and they said, I want to learn as much as I can about grieving and how to cope. Mm -hmm. And boy, I'm telling you, that was the best. It was like the best connection because I. You're talking about the transformation Mm -hmm. that that person made because they learned. They learned how to cope, how to get through it. And not only that, that person was a parent. Once that person learned their children's affect and behavior started to improve. Mm -hmm. So you see what I mean? It's just. It's a domino effect for those who are parents as well. Yeah. Um, but also, you know, just self-care, you know, journaling, um, whatever self-care looks like for you, you know, mm-hmm. exercise, nourishment, eating well. Mm-hmm. And then also having some sort of faith or spirituality. Like you, you have to know that this is bigger than you and you need a source. You need a source to get you through. So those four things um, is what I would recommend for sure. And all of those things is what I really am giving you a grief seal of approval because I don't think people understand. I say this to my clients all the time. You want a PhD in life on this topic, grief. If you're struggling with anxiety, you want a PhD in life on anxiety because the moment you empower yourself through the wisdom that you you gain from studying what you're suffering with, baby, you are unstoppable because the emotions do not drive you anymore. You are driving the healing process for yourself. That's right. For yourself. I really need you to tell us, you know, how we got into the shirts, how you got into now being on social media and really helping individuals who are grieving. Listen, y'all, go check out her page. She's going to tell you about it. She's going to tell you about her program. She's going to tell you about her shirt. If any of this was a blessing to you, go and hit her up and support her ministry. Because I always say this, I cannot do this grief work by myself. There is billions upon billions upon billions of people on the earth 
who are experiencing real life heartbreak and they feel alone. And to know that I'm not the only one, it, I'm so happy. I'm so happy because we're in the business of having you go from grief to purpose. So tell us about that journey. So I started a company called Grief Tees and Things. And the t-shirts are designed to connect those who are going through similar struggles, whether it be grief, loss, or adjustment. And it's basically, like I said, just for connection, connecting with others and also starting the conversations. Because oftentimes we find ourselves going through similar struggles. But if you and I, for example, even if you and I had not talked to Hardeen, we would have known we've had similar backgrounds. Yeah, yeah. So the shirts are designed to remove that kind of the isolation. The isolation and the stigma associated with it. That's right. Because oftentimes when you're grieving, you think nobody will understand me. Nobody gets it. They're going to tell me to just be okay. I'm not praying enough. So you don't want to be judged. So you really don't say anything and you suffer in silence. And that can be a very scary place to be at. And I love it. You know, I love me some tea. I love me some um, lemongrass and mint tea together. If you have not Mm -hmm. had that with some honey. Life, oh, no, I love it. Life changing tea, lemongrass and mint tea. I love it. I love it. And yeah. I get it from my garden because you know I'm in Florida, so we get okay. so I can grow stuff in my garden. But the truth of the matter is, if you want to be at a place in your life when you can sip tea with joy, mm-hmm. you got to be committed to do the work That's of right. actually actively actively, actively healing. I want to thank you, Queen, for being on the grief mic. But before I let you go, I always ask three redefining grief, pearls of wisdom questions. And the very first one is, since redefining the grief in your life, what do you believe it was here to teach you? I would say now especially since I have worked in hospice, is that I am not alone. I'm not alone. That there are others who do have a story like mine. And if their story is not like mine, they also know grief and they also know loss. Mm -hmm. We all, as long as we're living, we're going to lose our loved ones. And I think for me, it just helps in knowing. It has always helped me to know that I'm not alone. Mm-hmm. and the struggle and the, you know, and the journey. Okay, good. Awesome. Number two, if today was your last day on earth and you had five words or less to say, what would it be? Oh my goodness, third day. <laughs> For those who are still living to never give up or never give up on your dreams or your goals. That's what good. I would say. I like that. And if you really want to live, you got to commit to the healing. That's right. If you really want to live, you got to commit to the healing. And during your dark days or your dark times in life, what is the song that has gotten you through? When I moved to Pittsburgh, 
Carrie Job had that song, I Am Not Alone. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of it. Uh-uh, I got to go listen now. You're going to have to listen to it. It's, her name is spelled K-A-R-I, last name J-O-B-E. And the song is called I Am Not Alone. Because you know what? I remember listening to one of your other podcasts and you talked about moving to support your husband and his career or education. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened to me. So we have that as well. My husband and I moved from Alabama to Pittsburgh, which is Mm -hmm. hundreds of miles Mm -hmm. away. And, And when we moved here and I heard that song on the radio, it just helped me because I felt like we were just, we were here on the, in this, you know, I don't want to call it an island, but you know what I mean. We <laughs> yes, yeah. We tell the truth here. It was an island. It was in that, we were in a foreign land. Yeah. And that song, I Am Not Alone, just really, I mean, to this day, it brings tears to my eyes. Because it's just, it's a it's a faith song. It's a religious song. I'm going to listen to also, it. I'm sorry? I'm going to go listen to it today. You need to listen to it. Yes. So that song for me, um, has it got me through that that rough time for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, oftentimes people do not understand the impact, the emotional impact moving can have on individuals. And if you do not process or come to a place of completion with the unresolved grief around moving, it would take you into your new season and flip you upside down and mm-hmm. spit you out if you don't deal with it. And so thank you for reminding us that you too can grieve moving That's right. as well. That's thank right. you for being a guest on the Redefining Grief podcast. I am so honored you really got into my DM. And I'm so glad you stayed committed to the journey because I know it's hard. Mm-hmm. Committing to healing means you are committed to being uncomfortable. And not only have you allowed yourself to be uncomfortable, now you are one of the grief angels that it provides a safe space for individuals to heal. Mm-hmm. And so I thank you for being that light on this world. I do thank you with all my heart because I know the lives that we help save and I know the lives that we help to come back in a place sometimes where they feel invincible. And so with that being said, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. So welcome. You're so welcome. You don't you be discouraged, you you will overcome this. You are stronger than you think. Hold your head up high. I'll be your guide. There is strength and courage in your story. There is healing for the broken. 
There is restoration too. There is safety and I'll be the one to guide you. I'm redefining grief, yeah. I'm redefining grief. I'm redefining